It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. So I want to welcome onto Generation Skywalker,、uh, Christopher Leddy. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Stuart. How are you doing? I'm, I'm wonderful, mate. Wonderful. Always great to,、uh, to chat with you. And tonight we're going to be delving into hot toys because. Let's be honest about it. That's where your passion lies now. Is that right? It is. It is. It has. Things have shifted slightly.、Uh, last time we spoke,、um, the vintage was flowing、uh, quite nicely, but、uh, I have shifted to the hot toys area of collecting, and、uh, it's it's very different than the vintage market. Are you completely drawn a line under vintage? Because you were a rebel commando、mm-hmm. bonus collector. Do you still dabble, or is it? I do. I do、uh, still dabble. I still haven't completed my loose complete run because of the hot toys collecting. It's kind of, I, I, it's something I want to finish someday. But again, it's not quite priority. But yeah, I still,、uh, I still pick up、uh, Rebel Commando、um, here or there. But there's less and less variations that I'm looking for、uh, these days, and the ones I am looking for are. Kind of pricey, and uh, then um, I do have my uh, Return of the Jedi Sakuda run as well that、uh, still is yet to be completed. But、um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a little bit in vintage, but man, those hot toys. Once you start See, collecting them, you're, you're you're probably a bit like me. I I love the hot toys, and I often look at them, especially when like talking to someone like you. The last couple of days, I've had a little little browse. I've seen like the Mandalorian figures coming out year this year.、Ooh. The I IG11 looks amazing, <laughs>、um, and I get tempted, and then I think to myself, ah,、oh, but I can get myself a really nice vintage mint on card for that.、I'm、kind of guessing you're the other way around. You look at a minted、uh, vintage mint on card and probably think, oh, I can get a nice. Hot toys for that. <laughs> it is. It's funny how your perspective changes, and you look at a vintage carded figure, and it's like it's great at what it is. But then you look at the hot toys, and you look at what you get for the money, and the detail, and accessories, and and likeness 
to the actors or characters and that sort of thing. It's just so different. I mean, once I got my first Hot Toys in hand, I was like, holy cow, this is, you know, next level representation for the character. And it's it's just different. I mean, there's a lot of guys that look at the vintage stuff and it's like, well, that's not a perfect representation of that character in the movie. So it's cool, but I want that representation to be as movie accurate as possible. I suppose that's the difference between the two collectibles. Vintage is probably more than nostalgia. Yes. Where this is, this this looks the part. Like I say, I've I've only got one at the moment. Um, I bought the Leia Garner yes. in the white gown on the day mm-hmm. she died. I've got I've got a funny feeling by the end of this weekend I may have ordered another <laughs> one. But but I also know yeah. that you're not just Star Wars. You're heavily Marvel. Yes, I am. What's your split on that? Ah, uh, well now it's gosh, it's probably. 60 40 55 35 you do the math 55 45 (laughs) (laughs) yeah in favor of marvel yeah yeah just slightly but um my collecting my hot toys collecting journey is a little bit different because because of the vintage collection that i have and i'm like well i've got so much star wars already in my collection i don't really have any marvel stuff i love the mcu marvel all that stuff I'm like, well, I'm just going to get the Marvel Hot Toys. So that that lasted for quite a while. And then we started doing some more reviews on some of the the Star Wars stuff. And I couldn't I couldn't hold back. (laughs) The the dam broke and I ended up selling off a lot of Marvel stuff to purchase the Star Wars figures. And and then it's like then you start going through, Okay, how am I going to display this? How am I going to pair this? you know, these figures, because the thing with Star Wars, it's a little bit different with Marvel. I've had this discussion with my co-hosts that Marvel is more ensemble. So you kind of need an entire team, you know, the whole Avengers lineup, you know, the whole Infinity Infinity War lineup. It looks really good together, but sometimes, I mean, the figures look great on their own, but it really amps up the display when you have the whole team. Whereas with Star Wars, you can really get it down to one figure on a shelf, two figures on a shelf, three maybe. And it's just a different star Wars is just different in that way. So it's just kind of something we've just learned along the way that, you know, these, you can, you can display things any way you want, but um, star Wars is really having that singular character, that duo on one shelf, really, you can really get, you know, a feeling for the detail and, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing with the figures. I, I asked you to, to send me five photos to kind of curate your, your Hot Toys collection, which, which you've done very nicely. Each each photo has got two two Hot Toys in it, which we'll go through in a minute. But um, you've alluded to co-hosts. Uh, yes. So you started up probably a couple of years ago now, and might be longer, the Six Scale Scavengers, which is a podcast, YouTube, you're on across all social media. Yes. How did that come about? Because it's, yeah. quite, it's quite active, isn't it? It is very active, way more active than uh, we ever expected it to be. So my co-host, Brian Fontaine, and I, we used to be part of a different uh, podcast network. And we decided it was all Star Wars, just talking about, you know, uh, speculations and talking about the movies and, and all that stuff. And it just got to be too much. It, there's too much. I mean, competition is a good thing, but, you know, we're trying to keep up with all these other podcasts with everything. And it just got, you know, we kind of lost the joy in it. We weren't really talking about what we wanted to talk about. 
so anyway, we we sat back and we're like, okay, what are we gonna do? What we want? We love collecting. We had both just started getting into some of the Hot Toys figures, and we started looking around and we're like, all right, there's like no other podcasts that are devoted strictly to Marvel and Star Wars Hot Toys six scale collecting. And my co-host came up with the six scale scavengers. It took probably about six months of development to try to get our game plan down. And then we just started and we started, I think, end of July of 2018. And we just kind of created our own formula and our own layout for the show. And it started out strictly podcast. And then it just evolved from there. We decided to create a private group and we thought, man, you know, we're lucky to get 10, 20 people in there and we keep it pretty limited. Um, We only have just over 200 people. But the conversation is so rich and positive that everybody feels like they know each other. From there, we just started, we needed a little bit of help keeping up with the, the group and, and that sort of thing. And, and so we eventually got admins and then they came to us saying, hey, we want to start our own thing on the network. One of our other co-hosts, well, my two co-hosts for the main podcast are Brian Fontaine and, and TC Budo. And TC joined the trio last summer and we really excelled having the the three of us and right around the same time we started the podcast as a live podcast on youtube and the youtube channel was something that brian and i had wanted to do but man you know how it is trying to put together a podcast brian created a website for us scavengers.com created great hot toys uh, lists for all the Star Wars and Marvel figures that have come out and all that sort of thing. So both of us were really slammed. And one of our other admins said, hey, I want to start the YouTube channel and I want to do this thing called the Scavengers Assemble. And so every every couple of weeks, he would do just a live chat, come up with an agenda and just have, you know, kind of play off all the the people in the live chat. So it's it's crazy how things have evolved. And now we're almost the YouTube channel is almost a year old. So we have many videos on there. And then two of our other admins said, hey, we want a strictly Star Wars show. So our other admins, Roy Visser and Matt Mangum decided to start Rogue One Sixth. And it's a it's not a live show, but it's on YouTube and they do a great job with production value and all that sort of thing. So it adds another element and all those are on the podcast feed too. But it's just crazy to think that things have just progressed to the way they are. Now we have listeners all over the world and we've created this community that a lot of collectors in this area of collecting, they're just, they don't have that uh, around them. So they feel like this community is their way to express their love for this era, you know, the, the figures and, and it's kind of the way it is in the vintage community. Cause it's not that often you have a lot of collectors in your area that you get to chat with all the time and hang out, but it's at the meetups that things really shine. And these assembles, these, these live videos are like those collectors meetups. They get to join in into the conversation and just share their love for this stuff. Just going through your, your website, there's so much information on there. So many articles, you've got links to your podcasts on there, links to your videos. There's checklists. All those lists, you know, they, we've we've made those so that the collectors don't have to go searching and trying to figure out which figures they made. It's just, you go to our website, 
and you click on the list and you're like, okay, I know all the model numbers. I know, you know, how much they retail for. And then you click on eBay and you get to see what they're going for. And so we tried to make it as easy for a new collector as possible, you know, and a, and a seasoned veteran collector. So I'll put it together. You've got your niche area of the collecting and it's, yeah, you, you've, you've gone deep in it and you know, you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing. It's, it's a joy. So anyone that wants to get a hot toys, it's um, a great starting point. When was the last show out? Just a couple of days ago. And yeah, we um, yeah, for it? yeah, we recorded two nights ago, and uh, the feature figure was um, Yoda from Attack of the Clones, and we had an awesome conversation. The format of the show is we usually go over, you know, we have the intro, and then we have we go over the news and go over new figures that have come out and and just our feelings about them and stuff and. And this past one, we really delved in. I love the Clone Wars animated series, and I cannot wait for the new the new seasons to come out. And so we had a good discussion about that and Mandalorian and and that sort of thing. So it's not just the figures, but uh, we try to keep it as much into the the figures as possible. But we also one of the big things we like to provide is a lot of advice. And we are very transparent in our experiences with collecting. And I think a lot of collectors, they hear our stories and they're like, wow, I'm not the only one that feels that way. I'm not the only one that's gone through that, regretted something. You know, we kind of give a different perspective. We're not boisterous and, and loud and and that sort of thing. We try to keep things as real as possible. And uh, so, yeah, we just, just had that. And then a couple episodes ago, we, we reviewed our figure of the year for 2019. And uh, that was, uh, well, you'll just have to listen to hear, <laughs> to hear what I figured it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's just, we, I think we're on, we've produced uh, about 38 episodes of the podcast. And I think we have That's about. That's impressive. Is that in what, 18 months? Yeah. That is good going. It's a lot of work. I, it is a lot of work. And also, you talk you talk about niche area and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you're quite you're quite fortunate. Hot, Hot Toys seem to seem to churn out the figures, don't they? You're like you're not you're not running out of figures to review because the lists just seem endless. I go on their website and so many up for pre order and stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got so much to um to look forward to it. It at the moment, it's it's an absolute vibrant area <laughs> of collecting, isn't it? It is. It is, and uh, it can be for a new collector coming in. It can be a little daunting looking at those lists and then looking at prices and being like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. But Hot Toys, the the creator of Hot Toys, Howard Chan, they're based over in Hong Kong. He's a huge Star Wars fan. And thankfully he is because that's why we get all these these figures. And we're lucky for what they've produced so far. But you know, that that typical collector, it's like, well, I want, you know, why don't you make this figure? Why don't you make that figure? And uh, at least there's lots of possibilities for for figures to come out in the future. It's one of those areas of collecting that was so foreign to me. Uh, This whole idea of pre-ordering for a figure. You know, because I I was so used to going out hunting for vintage stuff and, and going to shops, you know, going on eBay, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. But this is like, you can kind of plan out things whether it be, you know, certain characters that you're looking for, you can plan things out to, you know, that it works financially for you. Some companies like Sideshow, they, Sideshow.com, you know, they're a distributor of hot toys. You can do payment plans through them, uh, which can help a lot of collectors be able to afford these. Uh, There's so many retailers that 
um, sell hot toys that they're not that you know you can find one somewhere and it's not like some vintage or modern prototype thing where it's like there's only one of them that is you know <laughs> so you're not you don't have that feeling of oh my god i'm never going to be able to have that well eventually you know something will pop up for it and and you can add it to your collection if the price is right and you definitely have to be careful <laughs> financially and and make sure because you can get crazy with the pre-orders and then all of a sudden if they release all these figures in a certain period of time and you've pre-ordered all of them you could get into trouble pretty quick uh that's that's why we try to provide as much information and about budgeting and our one of our new mottos is abs always be scavenging so try to find that best deal you can and and hold out and be patient and and those are big things you know th this area of collecting because once you start getting one i'm telling you you want the next one and the next one and the next one because they're just so good <laughs> That that is true. That is true. I, I got I got absolutely stung with them. It was a uh, when I bought mine. It was forty quid. It used to, it cost me so about fifty dollars oh to get to get sent postage. Yeah. And then I got a fifty pound customs thing on top oh. of it after I bought it, and I was just like, wow. So uh, yeah, it bumped the price up, but um, oh yeah, it's not put me off. And keep looking at that snow trooper. I'm very mm. tempted. The snow trooper is a really nice one. I don't yeah. have it though. So <laughs> wow, there's one for you to get. Hey. Uh, I know they definitely they that's one area is people really want more Hoth figures released and they have not made many and uh, it's nice that we have you know this being the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back a lot of people are speculating that we'll see you know anywhere from four to six um, new Empire Strikes Back figures put out this year for pre-order it's awesome because a lot of I hope it happens because there needs to be um, they've yet to release a Lando, um, even though Sideshow just released a Return of the Jedi Lando from their figure line, which is separate from Hot Toys. But uh, there's there's a lot of figures on people's want lists to fill out those displays. So what's the difference between Sideshow and Hot Toys? So Sideshow has been making six scale figures, I think, since the early 2000s. And so they're their own own company and then i think it was 2012 or something like that 2010 they struck up a deal with hot toys and sideshow struck up a deal for sideshow to be the u.s or the north american and uk uh distributor for hot toys wow. so they are a distributor which is it's strange that sideshow makes their own six scale figures and then they also distribute uh hot toys six scale figures but they have been partners for some time and the sideshow figures where they haven't released many figures uh in the past couple of years but in the past they've re released a lot of characters that there's probably no chance that we would see them in hot toys because hot toys does movies and tv shows and video game line they have different lines for for those three properties they don't do like a lot of animated characters so sideshow has tackled a lot of characters in different mediums of star wars say from novels and, and video games and cartoons and, and that sort of thing so they are separate uh i would say that hot toys are significantly more detailed and qual the quality is much higher you can definitely tell the difference when you have them side by side the head sculpts you know um the clothing the bodies all that stuff it's 
they don't really compare. But if there's a character that Sideshow made, like, say, Asajj Ventress from the Clone Wars, I mean, the likelihood of Hot Toys ever making them, I mean, making a figure of hers is almost nil. So, yeah, it's just a different different company for for six scale figures. But a lot of people like getting the Sideshow figures to fill in displays. They made a ton of clone troopers all different variations like Captain Rex and and all those characters. So, yeah, different definitely make sure when you're looking, you know, you know that it's a it's a Hot Toys figure as opposed to a sideshow. If you if the price seems a lot lower cuz they they made some of the same figures like Darth Vader and and Luke Jedi and, and so just just do your research and and make sure you're getting the right figure. Yeah, good good advice, I think. Right, so let's go over to these photos you sent me. So I <laughs> here on on Generation Skywalker now we we tend to do our interviews with we're asking for five images to, to people to kind of curate their collections. People that have got vast collections, I know mm-hmm. that it's it is being a bit of a challenge for them. Um, I've, I've mentioned it to a couple of focus collectors and they're still trying to decide what, <laughs> what items are, would make their five. So I had this chat with you and you've uh, you've come up with five images. Now, cleverly, you've put two figures in each image, um, <laughs> which which, which uh, hadn't gone unnoticed, but it was a, a smart move. So uh, the first image shows Obi-Wan and Anakin. Now, I take it the, these are from Revenge of the Sith figures? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. So we've got them um, face-to-face. They, do you know what? They're so good because normally with figures, you think, oh, helmets are easy to sculpt them face. But again, the face is pretty spot on, aren't they, on these figures? Um, I take yeah. it they're using that new technology where they do the the whole kind of scanning of the head. I think Hot Toys is really secretive as to what they do, but they do have artists that sculpt. They they do the physical sculpt and, and stuff like that. So it's very possible that they have those that ability. Um, they have that information, but they I'm almost positive that they're all hand um, sculpted and then they create the molds and, and all that stuff. And every single head sculpt is, is hand painted from the factory. Yeah. Incredible. So I'll let you yeah. take us through these images. So sure. Start yes. off with this one. Well, for me, I mean, it's the defining moment in the prequel trilogy is Obi-Wan fighting Anakin on Mustafar and just after, I mean, we all know. Just after Anakin became Darth Vader, this the figures in the picture. It's Dark Side Anakin, which was a I think 2018 Toy Fair exclusive figure, and the Obi Wan is. Uh, I have the deluxe figure. They had two different versions, but yeah, it, I'm very limited in my skills with setting these figures up, but uh, this moment is very emotional and it's it's my favorite moment in in the entire prequel trilogy is when when they're fighting and the you know just obi-wan and his sadness that his brother anakin has has gone down this path so i just that's a representation of you know my favorite scene in in the prequel trilogy is having those two figures fighting i love it uh, the obi-wan i mean his beard and the, the detail in it, it just <laughs> it could just be his his actual head couldn't it it like yes. McGregor, it is so well done it is yeah, amazing yeah. is that how you um is that how you have them displayed <laughs> funny you say that uh let's just say these scenes were created just for you because <laughs> <laughs> i um i have all my stuff is packed up right now 
and uh, will hopefully eventually be uh, displayed properly in, in the new house that we're building. So everything's kind of tucked away right now. So I cracked them all open and uh, had some fun the other night, opening so, them all up, setting them up. So I'll tell you what, that, that's a serious collector, building a house for your collection, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Of, uh... So I've kind of um, changed the order of these photos. I've, I've put them in, in film order. Mm -hmm. So switch them around slightly. So the second one I've bought up is the um tarkin and darth vader i take it that's a new hope vader yes it's yeah. it is again this is this is quite a the tarkin figure is just brilliant isn't it it's one of the best figures that hot toys has ever done the head sculpt of peter cushing as tarkin is just flawless it's a figure that a lot of people desire especially where he can go in potentially a rogue one scene or a new hope and he was available. So this is actually this Tarkin and Vader came as a two pack and that's where I got it. And the Vader in this picture is kind of a hybrid of the original A New Hope Vader that Hot Toys made and the original Rogue One Vader that they made. And a lot of people feel like this is the the best version of Darth Vader that's come out. A lot of people favor the Rogue One version, but it's a little bit of a combo of them. But yeah, this is, I just love this, this setup and you, it comes with a chair and it comes with a uh, interrogation droid and all sorts of goodies and just a great, a great two pack. It's brilliant. I'll, I'll take it that that is the chair from like the round table on the yes. floor, isn't it? It's just for people who can't see it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I just, when I opened up the talking, I thought, oh, but um, I, t I take it these kind of discontinue. Yes. Yeah, this, he's. So. Yeah, they. Um, one retailer in the states called Big Bad Toy Store, they had this two pack, and shortly after I got it a few months ago, it sold out. And you can get the Tarkin separate, and his the prices are gosh, at least thirty to forty percent increase from retail and you can't get this version of vader separately you can only get them with the two-pack as far as a, a set of toys goes I, I think they're a pretty good investment i can't see oh yeah they're, they're going to be like lego aren't they they discontinue lines and they will hold their value because of yes the uh, desirability of them yeah amazing totally that's a great comparison because um not all of them but the majority of hot toys it doesn't even matter it even if they're opened and they've been displayed, but you they're complete with the box and, and all the accessories and everything's it looks just as new. I mean, it doesn't even matter if they're used. They can still go for way over retail. And especially figures like Tarkin. And then uh, a couple of the figures that we'll discuss in, in one of the upcoming pictures. It's just insane what some of these prices will go for. And I that's one thing that I didn't realize um, about this area of, of collecting. Um, I mean, there's some Iron Man figures that have quadrupled in price from when I bought them at, at retail in a year and a half. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're uh, <laughs> very, very desirable. But, yes. Um, so the, the next one moving on to ESB, we've got, Oh, bit all surprised. This is the one you're talking about. We've got FET and mm -hmm. the hand in carbonite block. So I, I threw a curveball at you. The, <laughs> the the carbonite block is actually the Kenner one from the 90s. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah, you really have. I just assumed. I've... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, 
I figured it would be um, good enough for the picture. Sideshows made has a haunting haunting carbonite block, um, not not the figure, but just the block. Um, they have their own version currently on their site, but uh, it's um, well over two hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh, I've got the uh, the Kenner version in my in my girl's toy bin. I think I can uh, mock up something here for a nice picture. <laughs> I think you. I think you've nailed it. I just. Um, I've just looked through those photos and just assumed mm-hmm. that was it. And there's looking at it. There's no reason to think. So when you say the nineties version, what what's that from? The um, Power of the Force two. Yeah. So yeah, it's the um, collector's series. I think it is the the twelve inch action figures. Um, I had the the Han in in carbonite two pack. I had gotten back in the nineties, and. Uh, I had all those figures and I ended up just giving them to my girls and, and they're all playing with their, they're all hang out with the Barbies and all that stuff. But, uh, they love that, that carbonite block. So, but they definitely don't play with the hot toys. So, but this FET, so the FET is the ESB FET. Um, there's gosh, how many different, I think there's like at least five different FET releases, different deluxes. Uh, there's one with like a, part of a sarlacc pit and is there there's a holiday a, special one I'm there sure. is a holiday special one there yeah, is brightly colored yeah that's yeah it, i think i've seen that around oh yeah it's really really cool looking and then they have a return of the jedi version and then this esb one you could get it as a regular release and a deluxe and you could con- it came with a whole conversion to make it into like a you could add all prototype armor and stuff like that that's never been I mean, I, I think Fett's cool and stuff. He's never been one of my favorite characters. This figure is just, I think it just looks awesome. He's got a bunch of other accessories I didn't set up with him. But, you know, you put him in front of the Carbonite block or, you know, in, in any any ESB display, I think uh, he just makes, puts puts that display over the over the top. Yeah, amazing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Great, 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 uh, great choice. And um, moving on to the next one then, where we're coming up to Disney era then. Mm-hmm. And this, I, I love both these figures. I can remember looking at these when, when Rogue One came out. The K2, Esso, and Jin. Now, I loved Jin. I thought she was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> uh, all sorts of reasons. And K2, Esso, but brilliant figures. Oh. The, the K2 looks pretty pretty tall. Yeah. The So, the K2, Esso is, definitely, is one of the best figures, again, that Hot Toys has ever made. It's got a lot of die cast in it, so it really feels really hefty, and it's just so screen accurate. I mean, I can't even, I can't believe how much it looks like the, you know, K2 on screen. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got this figure because that figure is going for three, easily three times retail these days. And the Jin Urso again, one of the best figures Hot Toys has made. It looks so much like Felicity Jones. And I've got her, she's pretty bare bones, uh, so to speak, in her, you know, as I, as I have her displayed here. But I have the deluxe version, and you can have her with all her rain gear on, like sh- when she was on Edu. And then you can have all these different versions of her in the movie, change out her certain parts of her clothing, add weaponry. I mean, it is, it's a must have for any star wars hot toys collector um and her figure it's funny because like a year ago her figures were sub 200 and now they're mid 400s so it's 
she's another one and the whole rogue rogue one line it just got it seemed like everybody at once realized that the entire rogue one line was probably it's arguably the best line of figures from any movie that hot toys has made i think they made around 14 or 15 figures and then director krennic is has yet to release but every single one is just that's, uh that's just what i say um quite a lineup you say 14 <laughs> of them yeah I, I, I was only looking at the krennic actually earlier today because he's mm-hmm. due for release this year isn't he yes um, and he looks amazing but what you say 14 figures i, I yeah. take it all six of the rogue one crew are there Nope, nope. You think wrong, <laughs> and a lot of people want want the characters that haven't been made, but they have. Uh, let's see, Chirrut Imway was the other big one. Great figure. They have a deluxe version, a regular version, and then they have three Death Troopers. I think they came out with like four, four or five different Stormtroopers, and then the other big one for that line is the Shore Trooper. And right, yeah. A lot of I guess when that figure was released nobody really bought it and then when it came out everybody loved it but it was already sold out so it's one of the most desirable figures from that line as well that figure has tripled in value you know from from retail and then let's see who else then there's the vader but the the sad part is i mean we haven't gotten a cassian no Bodhi rook no base malbus no saw guerrera it would be great to get a galen urso none of those figures but the line is arguably just the quality of the figures and that's when that's why when last year krennic was announced people their jaws dropped because it was out of nowhere and people were selling death troopers for sub 200 and as soon as he released everybody's like i need death troopers and now they're going for two and three times retail so it's it's funny how this area you know the, this hot toys community if a certain figure releases like if they released a base malbus i mean sure it in way prices would just jump because everybody would want it uh yeah. that's just kind of how it works um the market is really dictated on which figures get released and if they pair with a certain line it's a different different thing altogether i've just got the chronic on my screen at the moment he's are you gonna, are you gonna grab yourself a chronic yes i have him in pre-order <laughs> uh, that's the uh, that's the one yep. yeah he looks amazing love it love it um so let's go to the the final image then sure we're, um we're into the the final trilogy now i take mm-hmm. it this is crate yes um, and we've got kylo and luke mm. another great pose yeah i know this one was a little bit harder to um to make happen the kylo is not quite as his his boots are really limited in articulation but uh, the I know in the picture you can't see his face, but the face, the head sculpt is, is very accurate to Adam Driver. And then this Luke Skywalker called Crate Luke, his uh, uh, force projection, you know, of him of himself. It is I just cannot believe how spot on this figure is. It is, you know, this is kind of his uh, a version of luke as if he was in his prime as a jedi knight and that's why i love i love this figure and you can get him in like any of the poses uh, you know you can recreate recreate any of the poses from the movie and i thought the showdown between him and kylo was a big moment in that film you know whether you liked it or not but i just i i thought that was um a great way to represent the sequel trilogy <laughs> perfect perfect yeah amazing mate amazing great choices I, I, I take it you've got do you have more uh yeah that's an understatement 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I do have quite a few. It was it was a little bit tough to decide what to choose, but I kind of wanted to represent different eras of the you know the the saga, and I think you know I could come up with more. I had just gotten Endor Luke um, just the other day, and I had gotten Sideshow's speeder bike, but I just didn't have time to set it up. And Endor Luke is one of my favorites. You know, because he's wearing that Rebel Commando helmet. Yeah. And awesome. I, yeah, I opened that up and I couldn't believe it. I mean, the the Rebel Commando helmet has fabric on it and everything. So it, it just, Hot Toys goes to the nth degree with the detail. Um, it's just, it just keeps on amazing me. And that's why I, I keep looking for these figures and just can't wait to have them all, all set up someday. Well, I know we're not a, um, not a Marvel, sure. Marvel podcast, but... <laughs> If I'd push you for your favorite Marvel hot toys in your collection, <laughs> it okay. So it might be uh, my favorite one. Well, it's it's an Iron Man figure, and it's it, it's a toss up because there's one Iron Man that just released, and it's the Mark Seven armor, and it's the armor that he got at the end of the Avengers. And the options that Hot Toys gives you with that figure. It's insane. You can have all sorts of different battle damage, you know, clean version. You can do a um, a flying pod version. I mean, it's the epitome of, you know, what a Hot Toys is all about. It's die cast. So, it, you know, it's got that weight. It just looks awesome. And then uh, a close second would be another Iron Man figure, which is Mark V from Iron Man 2. One of my favorite scenes when he's at, um, uh, I think it's Monaco. Um, that figure... The detail in that figure is just nuts. It's got so much articulation. And again, it's another figure that people slept on. They didn't really, they're like, oh, that's just a Iron Man figure from Iron Man 2. Who, who cares about that? And then it gets released and it blows everybody's socks off. And it's selling for four and five times retail now. You know, I'm glad I got it, but it's staying in the collection. And But again, I mean, most of these figures, 99 out of 100 are going to be, you know, just amazing figures. There's always things to nitpick here and there and and that sort of thing, but overall, you know, every figure basically knocks it out of the park. Well, yeah. what, what have we got to look forward to in 2020 with regards to Hot Toys and Star Wars? Because I know there's been some Mandalorian announced, and mm-hmm. I just mentioned Krennic. Um, is there much else? Yeah, so... Like you said, um, Krennic is set to release pretty soon. There's a, a few uh, Han Solo figures from a Solo uh, solo uh, movie coming out. They sh- should be releasing pretty soon. Qui-Gon should be coming. And then, yeah, Mandalorian. They just released the Incinerator Trooper. And they've had the first version of Mandalorian. They've had IG-11, uh, the Heavy Gunner Mandalorian. So we're expecting a lot of troopers from that series potentially a reissue of the death trooper and uh yeah unfortunately i don't think there's too many other figures coming from rise of skywalker everybody really wants a poe they've never released a poe figure um him and his rebel pilot suit would be awesome there's been there was one teased right around force awakens time but hot toys has never come through with it and i would expect a, a bunch of empire strikes backs figures uh, announced this year potentially han best ben han hopefully lando People really want a Chewbacca with a C-3PO on his back. And then, I don't know, It's it, the possibilities are endless. But the thing with Hot Toys is, that's what you might expect. But then they'll just come out of left field and they might bring out some more uh, prequel figures or sequel trilogy figures. or So 
it's really tough to to gauge what direction they're going to go in. But I would think that we're definitely going to see more from Mandalorian, Empire Strikes Back, that sort of stuff this year. You've got the the, the wicket on pre-order, haven't you? With Leia. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. What about the power droid? I don't. Power droid coming out. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't necessarily have. I don't have many other figures from A New Hope. The Tarkin Invader are the only ones I have from A New Hope. I'm more. I'm more of a Jedi, Jedi kid. Um, so almost everything from Richard the Jedi, especially Endor. That's that's kind of the direction I I go in. But um, I do like to sprinkle in some figures from other other movies. If if the scene, if I can recreate a scene that was meaningful to me. And, you know, that's kind of what I do. I don't get figures just to get figures. They've got to mean something f- to me and they've got to fit into um, a scene or a display that makes sense to me. I can, I can get that when you're, uh, you're dropping the sort of money that you've got to drop to get these things in. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. You don't just go and buy willy nilly. Mm-hmm. make any sense. But yeah, mate, amazing collection. Um, an amazing, amazing area of, uh, Collecting, I, I totally see why you are. Uh, I need to come off the website because, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, just, I wouldn't linger on there too long. <laughs> no, just looking at the stormtrooper now, and I'm just thinking, oh, he looks nice with the Luke Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Chris, to to chat hot toys. Yeah, thank you so much, Stuart. I really appreciate you having me on. I love talking this stuff, and I really look forward to this new endeavor that you guys have got going. And uh, you know, best of luck with with all of it and just before we ring off what's the best places to go for six scale scavenger yeah so we're when i'm drunk <laughs> i know it's it's tough <laughs> we um we got uh greg grunberg to uh give us a an audio plug and you can tell when he's saying it that he's very he's very, being very you know particular in the way he says it so yeah we have six scale scavengers.com we have our checklist on there, uh, articles, links to our YouTube channel, which is Six Scale Scavengers. We have our private Facebook group, Six Scale Scavengers Collectors. Um, we have a few questions on there. You can, um, you know, check out our content and then, you know, check out the group. We have our a public page on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, yeah, and then you can follow me. I'm at Vintage Viewport on Instagram and Twitter. So I've got, you know, various pictures and, and that sort of thing on there. You might see an odd, you know, picture of, uh, you know, my kids causing all kinds of havoc. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Brilliant. And it is well worth checking out. It's um, one of the better areas I find when mm-hmm. I'm ping in and out of podcasting and YouTube and whatnot. But Chris, thank you so much again, mate. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.